0: Welcome Welcome to to the Freedom Freedom Fries Fries Podcast. From the timeless Army-Navy rivalry to a passion for pursuing financial freedom through real estate, join Mike and Spiros for real talk about the huge wins and crushing losses of patriots who relentlessly pursue financial freedom. Freedom Fries is focused real estate investing for epic success. Welcome back to the Freedom
1: Fries Real
0: Estate Podcast.
1: Uh, here, back with your main man Spiros and Mike. Uh, very excited for our guest today. I'm uh, if you see me on camera, I'm smiling so much because I'm so <laughs> this introduction. Spiros, I don't know about you, but what a fantastic podcast episode! And I'll let Spiros do the introduction on who who the guest is this week. But super excited.
0: So hey guys, I'm so glad to be here, and I want to give a big shout out Thank to you. everybody that's going to be celebrating. Uh, Thanksgiving, Turkey Day, whatever you want to call it. We're super, super thankful to to live in a free country and be able to do things like this and and connect with other people. Um, our guest today is Buddy Rushing. He's the CEO of White Feather Investments. He's also the founder of Veterans for Financial Freedom. This is a guy that is just coming off of a very, very successful military career in the Marine Corps, but he's not done serving this nation. He's He's now focused on serving uh, military veterans and helping them on their uh, road to financial freedom. Um, I do want to bring the the listeners in on sort of the production of a podcast and, and bring you uh, backstage for a second. So Mike and I have this little uh, mark clip button on our dashboard. So when we're talking with people and they say something pretty cool that we can, you know, post on Instagram or or on our YouTube channel or something like that, you hit the little mark button. Well, I'll tell you this interview that you're about to hear. I, yeah. I've been pressing the mark button like every 30 right. seconds. It is. And,
1: and Spiros doesn't see me, but I'm clicking the mark button at the same time. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So so guys, don't miss this one. Um, yeah. It's, it's a little bit longer than some of our other podcasts, but I'm telling you. It is jam packed with yeah. stuff that you don't want to miss.
1: And guys, this is this is just great. Buddy's an awesome person, you know, let alone a, an awesome officer, just an awesome human. And this is just, we talk about the great stuff, just life, how to give back to the community, you know, how we help veterans transition from uh, you know military service to the civilian world. So this is this is really probably one of our favorite episodes. Buddy's uh, really a, a mentor of ours, and in like a you know, a father figure for us, and bringing us together in a community here. So. So we're really, really excited uh, to have Buddy join us today, and uh, we'll stop talking, and we'll pass the mic over to Buddy and let him uh, introduce himself. And welcome, Buddy, rushing to the podcast today. We are uh, so happy and super privileged and super excited here to have Buddy on. Uh, I will not steal Buddy's thunder at all, so I'll let him do an introduction and tell everybody uh, who he is, what he's about, and uh, we'll, lead, we'll lead the discussion off from there. So, Buddy, floor is yours.
2: Awesome. Well, I appreciate it, and... uh Forgive the fact that I look like I just uh, ran away from a bear. I actually did a, I I got, I was telling you guys this before, but uh, I'm 41 years old, uh, but I am a Marine. And uh, people think, I think take advantage of that mentality. And so they, for whatever reason, my friends will reach out to me and be like, hey, do you want to go do this 72 hour adventure race across Florida that you've never trained (laughs) for? And I'm like, yes. And so uh, (laughs) one of my buddies uh, out in Vegas, when we were out there for the Financial Freedom Summit said, hey, you know what you should do? Have you ever run a marathon? And I said, no. He said, well, have you ever um, ridden a bike for a long distance? And I said, no. He goes, you know what you should do is you should do a half Ironman with me. <laughs> so I was like, all right, that sounds cool. What is that? I didn't even know what yeah. it was, right? And he's like, well, you swim a mile. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's that's a long way. Like, But, okay, I could probably train to that. He goes, and yeah. then you ride 50 miles on a bike. I was like, "Oh, right, that's, a, that's a really long way," and uh, and he goes, "And then you run a half marathon. All three, like, just crammed together into one like normal day." And uh, so,
0: buddy, is it because you want to do this, or you just can't say no? Is it a Marine Pride thing, or what you is know, it?
2: I'm, it has no. It has very little to do with all of that. It's about the fact that I turned forty, and I, I didn't feel like I deserved that number. Like I didn't. I don't feel. See, when I grew up, when I was growing up, mm-hmm. forty was old. It's always has been kind of like the mark 30 was never old to me. It was 40, but then I turned 40 and I'm like, I don't feel old. Like I don't, I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like I've got tons of energy. Like I'm in pretty good shape. Like I I refuse. So for me, it's about punching time in the face. That's really what it's about. It's not about winning the race or doing any of that other stuff. It's, 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 you know, so anyway, but we have, we have combined it with, we're going to raise a hundred thousand dollars, which is a military (laughs) charity.
1: Um, It's all, it's all, Oh, it's also always easier to work out when you have something to work out for, like you're training for something or wh- compared to just walking into the gym or doing a couple of curls. I'm like, all right, I'm out of here. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it, no, it is,
2: it's more, it, it is a lot more fun. Like I just rode 21 miles uh, on, on the bike and I have never done that before, yeah. like not even close. And like, why right. would you, why would you sit for an hour on a bike <laughs> and just ride for no reason whatsoever? Exactly. Right? But it was actually kind of fun. You know, I put on yeah. an audio book and, and so you, it's a great point, man. But yeah, for I, sure. I had nothing to do with who I am, though. That's just why I look
0: the way that I look. Yeah, <laughs> also. Awesome.
2: If it's audio, just imagine somebody on a guy in a flop sweat.
0: Yeah, so I'm going to brag on, on Buddy for a moment here um, to our listeners. So some of you, a lot of you probably know Buddy or know of White Feather Investments, um, but both Mike and I came to know Buddy through our involvement in uh, a real estate investing accelerator through White Feather Investments, which is kind of their way to educate veterans into you know, the art and sometimes the fear of jumping into a pursuit of financial freedom. Um, I, before I, I, we really turn it over to Buddy here and, and delve into who he is, I just want to say, this is a guy who served his country um, with honor and with pride, but I think his crowning achievement, as far as I'm concerned, is how he's serving his fellow veterans uh, after the fact. Um, hasn't stopped to give the community all of himself and of his family, quite honestly, and all of his efforts. So um, I'm super, super excited and honored today to have Buddy Rushing on the on the Freedom Fries podcast. It's going to be a treat for you guys. And I guarantee you that this discussion is going to yield so many of those clips mm-hmm. that everyone like you know, starts forwarding and repeating and all that kind of stuff. So I'm super excited. So buddy, uh, tell us a little bit about your background, how you ended up in the Marine Corps and then, and then we want to get to, you know, what you're doing now and, and how you can kind of explain that to our listeners.
2: Yeah, I appreciate that. And, uh, it is, it is literally true. Like I'm, I'm, this is my office, which is actually a tough shed from home Depot in my backyard that we put drywall (laughs) in and there's a little AC right here. And, uh, and this is what we spend all of our time doing is, uh, is you know, building this community and, and watching people like you go do amazing things. And I get to be a small part of it. And it's like, it's awesome. Right. So, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, the Marine Corps, I don't know. I mean, my dad was a Marine, but he was drafted in Vietnam and he, he was always proud of, you know, having the EGA, but he was not a poster boy for the Marine Corps. He will tell you that. Right. He was a three time Lance Corporal. Right. And if you don't know got what it. that means, it means he went to Lance Corporal, then Corporal, then got busted back down, then went to Corporal, then got busted back down again. Right. <laughs> for fighting the MPs and for, you know, all kinds of my dad was super rowdy. And so, uh, you know, and he, he would have I, I joke about this all the time with my dad. I'm like, because I, I became an officer and uh, and I was like, Dad, you I would never have wanted you as a Marine. <laughs> he goes, I know you never would have. <laughs> he goes, because you you would I'd have cracked you upside the head. You try to tell me what to do. I'm like, that's not how the military works. You know. Anyway, so. um but, but nevertheless, like, I always thought it was uh, awesome. I thought the idea of being a Marine, never, I never I never considered any other, other service with all respect to everybody except uh, the Air Force. I, they don't, you know. <laughs> but, but I, can, no,
1: I can agree with that.
2: I mean, obviously, you know, uh, everybody has their place, but I just, me personally, I never, I never considered anything but the Marine Corps, but I never thought that was a real option, um, you know. And then whenever I graduated high school, you know, it, it really was about, I learned um, about the Naval Academy. And one of the big things that really struck me about the Naval Academy, and this is going to sound really unromantic and really like dumb, but they paid for your education. I I grew up on food stamps. I, I did not have the option to go to college. Right. Um, and, you know, I worked throughout high school, so I didn't play any sports in high school, so I couldn't get a scholarship or anything like that. Um, and so What I did know was that if you served, if you went to the Naval Academy, you could be a Marine, which is something that in the back of my mind always was like, oh, wow. And then they paid for it. And so there was a very practical thing. And so I applied to it. And it's a long story there, but I didn't get accepted. Then I got accepted last minute and all this craziness. So I go to the Naval Academy and then they, you know, they flew the planes into the World Trade Center. And I was on duty when that happened. And I watched the planes fly into the World Trade Center. Um, But we didn't know what it meant. Like we thought it was aircraft error. Nobody knew, you know, the air traffic controller maybe screwed something up because all I saw was the first plane hit the side of the World Trade Center. And I was like, whoa, this is crazy. Then I finished my, you know, duty session and then went on with the day because it was like, well, a plane flew into a building like that's bad. But, you know, but like we didn't realize that it was a terrorist attack that would change the tenor of global, you know economics of relations it would change the course of my life and my family's life forever Uh, but after we found out that it was terrorists it was like yep there's no like the amount of people that applied for marine corps out of the naval academy tripled overnight and so um that happened and then you know that it became really about that it became more that laser focused it i was an aerospace engineer at the naval academy and i always was wanting to go pilot Um, but once the world trade center was hit, I said, no, I have to leave Marines on the ground in Afghanistan. Like, and, and that, that really what it is, what
0: it became. And that's, that's what it transpired. That's awesome. That's awesome. And then how did, so, so you had a miraculous, awesome Marine Corps career, and now you're on the other side. I think you recently retired, right, buddy, within the past couple of years.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Um, so I did, I had a tremendous career, so grateful for it. I got to, to employ multiple times and, and lead some amazing Marines and, and serve with some amazing Marines. And uh yeah, well, 2019, I, I okay. actually got out of the Marine Corps right before the pandemic hit. So like literally I put in my papers to, <laughs> and I, I transitioned basically off of active duty into the reserves. And, and my idea right. was, hey, I'm going to pursue this dream of white feather, this thing that we've, that we've, you know, created. And uh, so I put in my papers and like it was no turning back. And then four months later in March, COVID shuts the world down. And we're like, whoa, what is going to happen right. to the world? We had no idea. And you want to talk about fear. You want to talk about like praying a lot, like really soul searching a lot. You, you're you leaving the only job you've ever known for an uncertain future in real estate. And mm-hmm. the world's economy has just been forcibly frozen by a global pandemic that you have no idea what's going to do to real estate. Everyone thought it would decimate it. Yeah. Right? And so, so there you go. So that's like,
1: that's like a movie script.
2: (laughs) Like put yourself in that position for a second, right? And so
1: buddy, you're telling me you missed out on being in the military during COVID and checking in every 25 minutes with somebody and letting them know you're alive.
2: (laughs) Oh man. (laughs) I have heard nothing but horror stories from my buddies. They're like, they're like, dude, they're making us like wear masks in like meetings, like where we just literally were crammed into this room a minute ago. Nobody had it on, but now we have to... Where Matt, you know, man. I was like, "Whoa,
1: crazy!" You know, I was in, I was on, I, I was on Zoom meetings with Mass, you know, with commanders telling me, "I'm like, guys, no, really, like, come on."
2: We, we know the military makes dumb decisions anyway. Like you're constantly, like you know, sweeping the rain off of a sidewalk and like doing <laughs> stuff. Can't put your hands in your pockets even though it's cold, even though you're not allowed to wear gloves. Like you know, there's there's some absurd right. the military anyway. Now add COVID onto it, and you're wow. like, "Oh man, Marine Corps beat." Be dumb
1: now. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. So, so, buddy, how do you? So, you go from first of all, you know, I'm in a similar situation. Obviously, I didn't do that as many years as the military, but I'm at around six and a half, seven years, and I'm getting out and transitioning to civilian life. So, I really resonate with just you know, it's all I've known. It's all I've known for seven years, and even taking the leap and trying to you know venture out, I was nervous, and I still you know just it's the only thing I knew. So, I can't imagine you know if you could walk us through a little bit. That's you know just the thought process and even. Even taking that leap, because a lot of people listening, are, you know, who who might have that those same reservations, like, how do you put yourself in a position where you feel comfortable to say, okay, this is all I know, but I'm going to put myself out there and try to try something different and, and give back. You're
2: uh, you're hitting on something right now that I think is is something that that we need to talk a lot more about, and that is that when people transition out of the military, it is such a massive seismic shift in their day-to-day operations, in their psyche, in their emotions, in their finances, in their direction in life, in their, I mean, literally everything. Like people have existential questions when they transition out. Why? Because the military is such an ecosystem where everything else is outside. And here you're in this accountability echo chamber where you're told what to do, you know how to succeed. It's not hard, it's not complex to succeed in the military. It may be hard, but it's not complex. So no. you know exactly where you need to be. You know exactly what you need to do. You're incre- The structure is created for you and you get a huge amount of pride and purpose in that mission, right? Yep. It's not unlike um, very high-level athletes. Um, it's the same thing. Like you right. struggle with something because you're singularly focused on something and mm-hmm. everything else is taken care of for you. You don't even know how to pay rent. doesn't matter. Right. That's all taken care of for you. And then when you shift out, it doesn't matter if you serve six years or even worse maybe, 30. Right. right? because That's like all you know. It's, it's all you know, man. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, exactly. It's like when you transition out, you lose all of your friends yeah. on, overnight. Did you? Mm-hmm. You haven't transitioned out yet, but like when you get your DD 214, go back to your command the next week and walk in yeah. and, and close and see what people say. They're going to be like, "Sir, what are you doing here?"
0: Like, <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. Right. All the people that you were super tight with. And all day, it's crazy, right? It is. And so you lose all of that community. You lose your sense of purpose, which is even bigger. It's even bigger because humans without a sense of purpose, that's where despair and loneliness and all of the things that can can contribute to suicide come from. And that's why Mm -hmm. veterans suicide, potentially, there's a lot of factors, but that's one of them, right? And you lose your income and you you don't have a ton of skills that immediately are marketable. Bingo. Right. That's, What's your that's
1: I'm a 27 alpha. I'm a judge advocate, so a little bit easier for me to transition. A but,
2: little bit easier, but not immediately serviceable. Right. Guys like right. me, not at all. Combat engineer. I blow up roadside bombs and 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 like you know build really crappy uh, yeah you know, uh, bunkers so I, and stuff like that that, that nobody cares.
0: Right? So I was a I was a naval flight officer. The acronym is NFO, which also stands for No Future Outside.
2: Mm. (laughs) dude think about that for a second it's one of those things funny not funny right i was gonna
1: say that's funny but it's not it really is not that funny it's and those are the challenges that people in the military face every day just being able to to translate what you do on a daily basis to a civilian career it's hard yep yeah
2: yeah that's exactly right and so anybody that's listening to this can relate to it i don't care i've worked with full bird colonels who got out after 30 years and do you know that's an even though they have a retirement and disability, and you would think that, oh, well you're, you're, you're going to retire on a beach and hit you know the easy life that's not the case they struggle mightily with identity yeah because they were the top of the heap right one right below general which is like a god right, right? Mm-hmm. and it's like yep. you all of a sudden the next day it's like you know you're just you're a longer dude. colonel you're rushing just, your yeah. buddy right? Yeah. right
1: right yeah it's it's, it's hard even uh, you know i'll even take it one step further and, and this is you know speaking personally even just going from like picking your outfit every day you know for every yeah. single day we've worn i've worn the same thing i didn't even know you know i'm trying to color coordinate i'm like this is all new to me. So these are things that, you know, definitely I'm, I'm happy that we're talking about it. Cause I'm sure there's a lot of people, uh, who have faced similar challenges and will face similar challenges. Though, and hopefully they listen to this and, and can hear there's three successful men here, you know, who, who have gone through it. And, and definitely there's a hope that, you know, you can do it and you have a support system out there and, and, we, you know, feel free to reach out to any of us and we're happy to help in any way we can. But yeah, no, I, I'm with you guys. It's, it's a real challenge. And, um, uh, you know, I, I don't think it's talked about as often as it should be.
2: Well, it, And the reason it is not talked about as often is because most people focus on the things that are a lot more easy to understand, like homelessness and various things like that. Mm -hmm. And I'm all for it, right? We do sure and we do a ton for to help homelessness and to help people with food insecurity and all. Those are very real problems. But think about this. What if we were able to create a community where People who were in the military, transitioning out of the military or veterans were able to understand the challenges that we face, but also understand the opportunities we have. The massive amount of opportunities to help give somebody a mission, surround them with support they need, and then the accountability. And then what will they do? They'll create massive impacts in their communities and they'll bring other people along with them and they'll do it because they want to do it. Because everybody who's serving in the military now is a volunteer. Which means they have volunteered to potentially place their life in between some future fight, some foreign sure. fight, and our home sure. and this yeah. idea of an American dream. What kind of a person does that, right? And when you ask yeah. yourself that and then you and you basically harness those kinds of people and you and you help them achieve financial freedom, which unlocks the, their decisional maneuver space, what will they do with their time? They'll create podcasts to bring messages to people to try to help. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. They'll structure yeah. deals where you got a two percent interest financing for 30-year fixed, and they'll give most of them away.
1: Yeah, man. For pennies. That's po- powerful. <laughs>
2: Th- that's what they'll do, right? I know, yeah. man. So that's what, it, this has taken us 20 minutes to answer your question, but that's what I do. That's what white water is.
1: Yeah, I mean that's I mean that's that's so awesome, buddy. And and, and you know, speaking from somebody who just graduated the accelerator, and uh, you know, touching on Spiros, what Spiro said a little bit before, it, it's such a powerful group, and it's such a power They're powerful relationships, and you know, but for the White Feather investment, and but for Buddy bringing us together, I mean, look at we wouldn't be here talking right now. So mm-hmm. I'm a strong believer of everything happens for a reason, and well, it's I- such a powerful message to you know bring people together and bring veterans and and let them know there's people who like you who are you know are going through similar things and they have similar interests in you they like real estate they like helping others they like cre- you know doing creative deals creative financing you know seeing other people succeed i think that's the most powerful thing about white feather it's not a individual group it's hey look at look at spiros he just did elbow creek i'm so i'm not even involved and i'm so excited for it so <laughs> yeah. you know that's the power of it and i'm yeah. sure you feel the same way
2: i do i do i like uh, people w- when they w- when they don't know uh, like um, it, other business owners and leaders, and when they talk about it, they say, "Hey, you know, well, what about this for your clients? And what about this for you know? Have you ever thought about this for your business model and your?" Client? I'm like, "Bro, it's not. That's not what this is. Like, I am a member of White Feather. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, you know, like this is ours. I may yeah. have the company like documents and whatever, but like, right. and, I, and we may have started it together. But if you really want something." to outlast you and to create generational impact, you have to make it about more than yourself, which is why mm-hmm. I didn't want to call it, you know, rushing incorporated or, or any, that's not, you know, like this is, this is a movement that we're all a part of. And when it happens that way, it transcends all of us and we get to be a part of everybody else's story, right? It's, yeah. it's like the military, right? Mm-hmm. There's not one person in charge of the military, even the highest ranking officer, is not right. technically right. in
1: charge of the military, right? Yeah, no, that's it's spot on, and and buddy, this is such a powerful conversation to have, and I I want people people who are listening to this, you know, they can hear Sparrows and I talk all day, but you know, we're we're still relatively new in the real estate game, and and you know, we're not obviously to the level where you are. So this is a really really powerful message to hear somebody of your caliber speak, you know, who ha- has had a military career and has done so much positive for the veteran community for you know, your personal community. So if you could just talk a little bit about, you know, how, what, first of all, you know, I think we're using the term white feather investing. So we know, you know, just cause we're in the circle. Yeah. So just talk a little bit about what white feather investing is and why you chose real estate and, you know, what were your, what were your passions and like, what were those decisions, like step-by-step, step, like, Hey, you know, why didn't you go start a, you know, an e-commerce business on Amazon? Sure. Why did you choose sure. Amazon? why did you choose real
2: estate? Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a powerful question. When I look back, I think, and I also believe that everything happens for a reason. There's too many, yeah. <clears throat> to me, there's too many instances that that you know suggest that it's not a coincidence right there's it's just so hard right. in my life to look at i mean i i turned right instead of left coming out of a dorm during my first firefight and a 107 rocket smashed into the door frame to my left mm. i should have gone to the left because that's where the 50 cal was mounted oh, up wow. on humvee and i went to the right instead because i just decided in a moment that I, I would go to the wall and call in artillery fire if i turned to the left i would not be here my wife would not be married Man. to me my kids would not exist white feather would not exist right? We would not be here. Right. right? And, and, and so goosebumps,
1: man, goosebumps. Jeez. Like, I, mean,
2: I have dozens and dozens of examples of that, that suggest to me overwhelmingly that things happen for a reason, that, that there's right. a purpose in my life. Right. And we all are the same. We all, you just have to have to find that purpose and you have to believe it and you have to drive toward it. And so, mm-hmm. so that ultimately white feather is an extension of that. And really we called it white feather because I, my bid was kind of funny. My wife and I were driving, Uh, our car, we're like, what are we going to call this company? This was like 15 years ago. And we passed White Feather Road. And she said, whoa, what about White Feather? That's awesome because it's so beautiful and angelic. And like, we can do a lot with the color scheme and everything. And I was like, I love it. Also, Carlos Hathcock, the deadliest sniper in Marine history, was nicknamed White Feather because he would put a White Feather in his boonie cover to taunt the Viet Cong as he stalked them.
0: (laughs) And so that's
2: awesome. That's awesome. (laughs) So Every time a Marine hears about our company... Like probably every fourth or fifth Marine will come in. He'd be like, there's no way that's named after Carlos Halfcock right And I'm like, yes, it is. <laughs> that's yes, freaking awesome. yes, it is. So, <laughs> it has nothing to do, not, White Feather has nothing to do with real estate or anything like that. Oh, man, that's you know, awesome. Uh, we decided to focus on real estate because, um, like I said, I, I grew up poor and on food stamps. And, and we never learned. I didn't know what a bond was. I didn't know what a stock was. Not really. And to be honest, I still really. If you really ask me what a stock is, I'm like, yeah.
1: I'm right. I'm right behind behind
2: you. And so, so like I knew that, you know, I also knew that you had no control in those. You Mm -hmm. buy some stock, you have zero control. And for me, I've always really just, maybe it's the engineer in me or whatever, but I've always enjoyed trying to have as much control as possible because I believe in myself. And so, and then I learned that real estate was the number one vehicle in American history that took normal people and made them into millionaires. And that's an undisputed fact. And so I looked at that and I read rich dad, poor dad, I was like, man, Rich Dad, Poor Dad made me believe it was possible that I could do it myself. And by the way, this is crazy how life works. And I'm so, I'm put back in my chair when this stuff like this happens. And I'm just so grateful. I was on a podcast a few weeks ago with Sharon Lecter. She asked me to come on her podcast. If you don't know who Sharon Lecter is, pick up Rich Dad, Poor Dad and see who wrote it. You'll see Robert Kiyosaki and Sharon Lecter. She co-wrote Rich Dad, Poor Dad with Robert Kiyosaki. And it has changed tens of millions of people's lives. Yeah. And I told her the story of White Feather and she was blown away. She was like, that's so awesome. I guess her son was a Marine and, uh, you know, uh, she has awesome. Marines in her family. And so she, you know, so I'm sitting here talking to Sharon Lecter, who wrote this book that changed my life, right? Mm-hmm. You know, life mm-hmm. is nuts, right?
1: It um, is, man. Dude, I, I still have screenshots for my in my photo album from Rich, Pratt, Rich, uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad because I was literally taking screenshots. I'm like, oh, how do you take an acid and move it to a lot?" I got to remember yeah. this stuff. So it's, yeah. yeah, but that book changed my life too, man. Awesome book.
2: All of us, right? All of us. Mm-hmm. It, it, it made me believe that real estate could change the legacy of the rushing family because mm-hmm. the legacy of the rushing family has always been hardworking, but poor. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of pain and a lot of struggle that comes with not being able to afford anything. Right. And, it, and we learned that growing up. it was There's a lot of things that we dealt with that, that you don't have to deal with if you have money. Right. Right. It's just that simple and it doesn't make life perfect, but I'll tell you, it takes a lot of crap and a lot of pain away when you have money to be able to, I don't know, pay for a tow truck instead of just hiking after your car breaks down on the side of the road. Little simple stuff like that, being able to afford dental insurance so that you don't have to deal with cavities all the time and your mouth hurts all the time, right? Like I'm telling you, there's... I don't, anybody who's listening to this, who is in that situation right now, you don't have to tell them. They're like, yeah, Mm -hmm. life would be better if I had just a little bit more money. Right. And so, so, you know, for me, it was a drive to change that legacy and to change my life right now. And then to be honest, I would love to tell you that I had this grand vision of helping military and veterans, but I didn't, it it was the start. It was just me and Kimberly, my wife, it was like, let's change our life. Right. That's what it was for years. And then over the deployments, I mean, we did this, man. I deployed three times to Afghanistan and once to Southeast Asia during whenever we were doing all this. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you're thinking to yourself, oh, I have a full-time job, right, or I'm deployed right now, or I'm active duty, I can't do Yes, you can. We yep. built the majority of what White Feather became while I was still on active duty, while I was still wow. deploying to Afghanistan. Wow. So, we've helped guys that are in Kandahar buy rental properties from Kandahar, right? So this is the world we live in now. It's awesome. changed, man. That's it's awesome. It strips away excuses. And, and we'll talk about too, what we're doing now, which is helping people build income streams without any capital, without having mm-hmm. to have any money, right? Because traditionally, White Feather was like, let's teach people how to invest in real estate, which takes money. Right. Mm -hmm. For down payment and various things like that. Right. Right. But there's a way to make lots of money without any capital now.
0: For sure. So, buddy, you've taken your family's legacy and you've completely changed the trajectory and you've you've crafted a new future for your family. And you also just highlighted with White Feather, you're kind of teaching some of us who, who have resources to some degree to be able to make the most of those resources in real estate. But I see you've got your Veterans for Financial Freedom t shirt on there. So I'd like you to now, and this is actually going to be an education for Mike and I as well. Can you talk about Mm -hmm. Veterans for Financial Freedom and how how was that born? How does that interplay with White Feather? And and talk about that a bit.
2: Um, I I would be happy to. It is (laughs) what I see as the future of this movement because, like, I stole this idea from Elon Musk. Right, I steal a lot of ideas from him. I think that despite all his Like self-destructive craziness, like he and he is crazy. He'll tell you that if you read his biography. He knows he's crazy, but he's also changed the world multiple times in multiple ways, and will continue to do so. And so, I wouldn't want to be his friend, but I'm so glad (laughs) for humanity, right? (laughs) So, kind of like Steve Jobs, I, 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 you know, he was by all accounts a total a-hole but he right. changed the world right but, and yep, so,
1: yeah, and, that's a fact you can't argue it so
2: <laughs> you no know, not saying i like the guy i'm just saying yeah. i respect and i will take some lessons. from so what he said with tesla and his goal with tesla was never to make cars it was to move the human race toward an energy sustainable future that's their mission statement it has nothing to do with cars they just found he just realized that with electric vehicles he would be able to change the paradigm and shift us toward that because He believed that would also power our ability to go to Mars. And so, you know, I mean, talk about thinking big, right? He said, there's no way that I could build a profitable EV company, electric vehicle company, when people like electric vehicles aren't sexy. Like, I don't want to drive around in a Prius. right? right. And and, and unless you're super environmentally conscious, you don't want to drive around in a Prius either because they're slow and they're kind of like ugly looking and so on. He was like, let's bring up the sex appeal. Let's make hmm. a lightning-fast electric vehicle that looks good and that is endorsed by celebrities and everything like that. And so he created the Roadster, a $250,000 car that he got Leonardo DiCaprio and Matthew McConaughey yeah. and all of these other guys to ride around. Arnold Schwarzenegger like yeah. to ride around in these, and and it was lightning fast, zero to sixty in like three seconds. And so yeah. all of a sudden we're like, whoa, electric vehicles can be great. But that wasn't his plan. His plan was then to move to the Model S, which was a luxury sedan. That you know was still lightning fast, but more affordable at mm-hmm. like half the cost or less. And then it was once he started creating that buzz and creating this belief in it, then he was gonna launch the model three and the models beyond that, which would reach the masses. Okay. So you like his idea, let's not start with trying to reach the masses, even though that's the ultimate goal. Let's right. start by creating a, a highly focused thing. And so we were like, okay, what do we know works? We know that investing in rental properties, using healthy leverage works. We know that 1031 exchanges, we know that you know, using your IRA to self-direct, we know creative financing and all the stuff you guys learned in the accelerator. We yep. know that works. So who do we focus on? Well, why don't we focus on me, a Naval Academy grad Marine officer who's got a little bit of capital and wants to learn how to invest in real estate. Yep. That's a really small demographic of people right and then we eventually broadened it to the other service academies and and so on but it's still mostly officer and so that's where we had to start because those are typically people who are more able to act right now and then you guys executed gargantuan success right Mm -hmm. like oh there's 350 accelerator graduates now who've purchased a billion dollars of real estate collectively and these are normal people that collectively have purchased a billion with a b right that's crazy hundred million dollar empires Right? There's other people that have 4,000 units and they started with nothing. Oh, man. That's One of my favorite so stories. Helpful. He was 26, I think, whenever he joined the accelerator, still mm-hmm. in the army. In two years, he went from having zero. Units and a career starter loan of thirty grand. That's it. Mm-hmm. To having almost forty units, passive income, financial freedom, transitioned out of the army, moved down to Florida with his wife and little baby, and didn't yep. get a job. He's not even thirty years old.
1: That's awesome. Right? I mean, that's that, that's the dream. And we had Taylor on the on the podcast, and he's oh. he is he is every you know if you if you want to look at somebody and say how do I be successful, look at Taylor and follow what he's doing. Just, he's
0: fantastic. Yeah, Just if you go back to what Taylor for, did. Yeah, for those of you that that follow the podcast, go back to episode four. It's Taylor yeah. Wing, and, and it when you is you can listen to his story. But no, exactly
1: yeah. like Buddy's name, man, he, he it is possible. And I think a lot of people use the excuse of oh, I'm active duty, or I have a full time job, or I can't, you know, I don't have the time. If you really want it, you have to work and you have to put the time in, and you can do it. It's there. You just have to you have to work hard.
2: By the way, Taylor didn't have any money. And so he was forced to use creative acquisitions, like mm-hmm. subject to the existing financing and seller financing and doing burr strategies, which we can all talk about later and all that stuff. Right. Those are right. basically strategies where you recycle money and use other people's money without right. having any of your own. He built this empire without using any of his own money. So you can't use money as an excuse, but right. nevertheless, right, Taylor's a West Point grad, And so like... When you look at that, it's still a small, very small, highly specific demographic of people like the roadsters, right? And now all of a sudden, everybody's looking at you guys and saying, wow, looking at Justin Mm Loppy, who, you know, Mm -hmm. did a $570,000 wholesale in two months, right? And they're looking at Justin and saying, this is a superhero. I want to be a part of that ecosystem. But- the vast majority of people are not ready mentally or have the capability or the um, the the capital or or the mindset to do an extreme high accountability program like the accelerator so we're like okay time for phase 2 the model s right let's go ahead And roll out veterans for financial freedom, and we have a financial freedom boot camp that is far more focused on the day to day stuff. How do I pay off credit card debt? How do I increase my VA disability rating so that I can so I can get that passive income stream that I've earned? That's awesome. How how do I use my VA loan to house hack so I can live for free with zero debt? Buddy,
1: I I taught at West Point for two years, and I was teaching constitutional law. And I took one class every semester. I was like, Hey guys, close your books. We're going to talk about real estate and how you use your VA loan. You would be surprised that every single class i had you raise your hand who knows what the va loan is nobody right ra- nobody raised their hands it's like mm-hmm. tell me tell me how to what what can you do with the va loan and how can you purchase a home no idea mm-hmm. i'm like oh my god this is crazy so i have cadets to this day calling me and saying sir listen thank you so much i didn't even know i could purchase a house you know with a va loan i'm like oh man this this is insane crazy The
2: average homeowner in america has a 50 times net worth than the average renter 50 times, homeowner Crazy. versus renter. You know the difference Crazy, between home owning, yeah. owning a home and renting? The VA loan. Yeah,
1: right, yeah. exactly. Right.
2: But then take it a step further, rent out a couple of rooms or an ADU or a guest house, and you can have your mortgage paid for. So you can literally live for free while building equity and becoming part of that 50 times club. Right.
1: And you're keeping your BAH so you get some extra money in your pocket.
2: And you're keeping your BAH. That's so, no so like, brainer. Why this is not taught at every um, service academy i looked at I had a, i'm from the naval academy i had one of the people um that was in the class but taught was teaching at the naval academy send me their um you know they, they we get like these um i'm sure every service academy does they give you no. this basically booklet of info this is how life mm-hmm. works basically right, right. M- finances was one of them it's like chapter three or whatever and they go over and finances all the stuff you normally think about that's important but it's like checking accounts and savings accounts and mutual funds and this is how this stuff works and this is how all 401k works and all that's all good information they said nothing about using your va loan or house hacking and living for free and and right
1: terrible (laughs) that's terrible
2: we have this financial freedom boot camp that that folks on all that and then in addition teaches people how to use the the gig economy around them to create income streams without using any money um, and mm-hmm. we don't have time to get into it, but basically, you have everywhere around you are business opportunities to make money where you have no startup capital that's needed. Turo and Neighbor and Swimply and Fetch, and you know you've got utilize all these different websites are websites where you can use the things that you already own, like a yeah. yard or a car or an attic or a bicycle, and you can literally turn it into an income stream. You can yeah. also use your skills to create income, like for instance. You have um, apps that you can uh, go on, like um, like Fiverr, right?
1: Fiverr, like, man. Yeah. Yeah.
2: You can create songs, or you can create uh, logos. You can use AI to create these things and then sell mm-hmm. them on Fiverr. I mm-hmm. know because I'm paying somebody to build logos for me right now, and I know he's using AI to build logos because he told me. So he's, yeah. but but I but he's putting in that work. I would rather right. save the time and pay him right. money. So he's. Zero startup cost, five is a free platform. AI is a free platform in the term, mm-hmm. you just use BARD or or just right. Google. What are the best AI platforms for creating whatever? Go to right. ChatGPT and ask it to create a business plan for you, <laughs> right? It's all right here. And, and anybody who's listening to this either has a phone or they're listening to it on a computer, which is more expensive than a phone. So yeah. anybody who's listening to this can build multiple businesses in their life right now without any startup capital. And that's what we teach in the bootcamp. But that's just the Model S. The model 3 is we are creating this massive ecosystem inside Veterans for Financial Freedom where it's a free membership and you get access to these master classes where we teach you you know various things like that that can change your life you get access to events that you can come to and network and build all of that and the idea is I don't care if you have zero money I don't care if you're in debt I don't care if you know nothing you're starting from zero You'll be able to plug into this community, this Veterans for Financial Freedom, where the mission is financial freedom for you and your family so that you can live the American dream that you fought to protect. That's the mission. I mean, if
1: if you got, let me summarize that real quick. If you're not listening, Buddy has created a community that's free to Mm -hmm. give you an education on very important concepts to be successful for yourself and your family. Completely free. I mean, that... It is powerful, man. That's I mean, and that, that, those are those are the kind of things that change the world. I mean, I know it sounds corny, but, it, you know, they'll, they'll, that changes the world. And it's one person, you know, if you could change one person, that person tells somebody else and it's a domino effect. So, I mean, you know,
2: that, that, that's crazy? awesome, man. You know, what sounds crazy building a civilization on Mars. That's what sounds crazy. Yeah. But the most profitable, like private space company in history is a result of a dream like that. Right? Yeah. The most, like, do you know that Tesla is more profitable than its next nine competitors combined? Like, I'm, I'm sorry, more valuable, more valuable than its next right. nine competitors combined. It was the first automaker mm-hmm. outside of Detroit that was created that was successful in the past hundred years. Wow. Right. That, and it's doing that... it to create an energy sustainable future so that we can power our civilization, right? Our trip to Mars and our civilization. Those are crazy ideas. That's just yeah. dumb. And you know what else is crazy? The idea that we can impact every military and veteran in this country, help them build financial freedom and change legacies, change mm-hmm. generational legacies. And I've already got an idea about how to reach everybody through an app that we're building that's going to be free, that basically anybody who has a smartphone can then connect through it. And that's a whole other conversation. But yes, I right. do have a grand vision for what we're doing here. And it is to impact generations.
0: Buddy, how many how many people are involved in Veterans for Financial Freedom today?
2: Uh, so we launched the... Uh, idea at the Financial Freedom Summit in Vegas, which was, when was that? September?
0: Yeah, September. Yeah, so
2: two, two and a half months ago. And yeah. There's a little over a thousand people in the community right now. Wow. Wow. Yeah.
1: That's fast. Yeah, that's wow. fast, fast growing.
2: <laughs> well, and we haven't marketed. Like it's, yeah. it's, you know, we use the Financial Freedom Summit. We talk to people about that. Uh, and then, you know, we've had a couple of in-person events, but we've had uh, virtual like calls and things like that. Uh, but yeah. we do, I do want to use the, the normal we're using word of mouth right now. Mostly, right. basically. And so everybody that's in it is telling all their friends about yeah. it. Uh, well sure. we'll
1: definitely uh, we'll definitely put it in our show notes if, if people want listening to this buddy want to find out more information how would they would they just go on to Instagram or can they search it on uh, Instagram you, you or
2: it, yeah you can find it on Instagram um, you could find it through mine. Mine's just buddy rushing um, or you can okay. just go to veteransforfinancialfreedom.org or .com. it redirects okay bottom both. we'll so, definitely
1: we'll definitely yeah. throw those in the show notes there so um, buddy I have a question for you and, and Spiros jump in please if if I'm hogging the mic but what do you say to the folks because I think I we hear this often and especially in time, you know the this current real estate market where you know interest rates are a little bit higher it's a little bit different from 2 years ago and i think yeah. you could see where i'm going no, with yeah, this right they're like they're like uh, you know, and I've I've heard you know I've been in the real estate game for about five years now myself doing some flips and burrs and and Airbnb. So you awesome. know when I first started, I heard you know I heard it from everybody. You know, not not negatively, but just you know friends and family who are looking out for me and saying, you you can't do this, you can't do real estate. That's crazy. You know, like y- there's no certainty that you can't do that. So what do you what do you say to the people listening who you know who might be concerned or or might be hearing that from their inner circle who say you you can't do real estate? Um, you know the the Interest rates are too high, or this isn't a volatile market. You can't do this right now. What, what would you say to someone like that?
2: Well, I mean, maybe we could talk. Maybe now's a good time to talk about Spiros. Because, You're right. Them, no, that's
1: a great segue. I, I,
2: I blew Sharon Lecter's mind with Spiros' story because that's awesome. we were talking about where's where's the opportunity in real estate right now, and she's like, well, you can do this and this and this, and you know, she's obviously keyed into the market, and and she's like, well, you want to look at maybe some creative financing options and and things like that, and I was like, well, let me tell you about Spiros.
0: You
2: know, in <laughs> If you go buy a real estate investment right now with conventional financing, and it's an investment property, especially mm-hmm. if it's out of state, probably gonna get around seven and a half to eight and a half percent interest. That, those mm-hmm. are competitive rates, right? Mm-hmm. The difference between a seven and a half percent interest and for instance, a 2% interest is that with a seven and a half percent interest, you are paying on it for 20 years plus before you start paying more on principal than you are on interest. And if you guys want to learn more about that, just you plug into the community and we can teach you how amortization works yeah, and all that. For but sure. Just bear in mind, you pay way more in interest than you do principal on a higher interest. With a 2% interest note, you're paying more in principal on the first payment, meaning your property's paying itself off faster, meaning you're building wealth faster, right? And so what I would tell people right now is that the high interest environment, which historically it's not, historically this is right. a normal interest environment, but right. I grant you that in the last year and a half, it's been quite a shock to the system. It has been to mine as well. Right. Sure. Yeah. Well,
1: when you can buy a house two years ago with a 2% VA loan and now it's 7% 7 people adjust, you know, accordingly. So
2: it's it's, it's rough, right? It's a big smack. It's a big smack to the system. It really is. Um, so I'm not minimizing it, but I am saying when the interest rates rise like this, there are two primary facets that investors who are savvy or who are educated they just salivate over. There are deals right now that you've never seen before. Two, mm-hmm. the two biggest deals in White Feather history both happened this year. Both of them, right? Powerful. And so, and the Spiros deal is one of them. The Spiros deal is the second biggest, right? And so, you know, you're. When you look at that, you say, okay, there's opportunities because you have people who are they launched businesses or or deals a year and a half ago when interest rates were 2% and they launched them under the idea that that would exist. And even with their models maybe being, oh, they may go up to 5% or 6%. Those are (laughs) smashed, right? Right. I'm facing that. I'm developing some properties and my models went up to 9%. And be honest with you, they're banging against that 9%. And so what was going to be a home run deal is now a base hit deal. Mm-hmm. and But the future, the long-term future is still a home run, but the short-term, you gotta be able to withstand it. And so do you have the cash cushion to withstand it? Here's the point, lots and lots and lots of people do not have that cash cushion to withstand the short-term turbulence. So they're offloading products. And in that, you get amazing opportunities. Yeah, and that's okay. the first one. So there's market turbulence that causes opportunities. The second is that you have millions and millions of loans right now on real estate that are 2% and 3% and 4%, right? Those people, because of life situations, divorce, death, disease, losing their job, whatever, will have to sell. Life happens. When you're getting a divorce, Mm -hmm. you don't care what your interest rate is. You just want to settle the divorce and move on with your life, right? right? Right. So there's an opportunity, a unique opportunity to just take over that kind of financing. And then the third option is... Seller financing, which is what Spiros did. I don't know if you've talked about it on this podcast before. You, you better have. We, have
1: we, we, we've touched upon it a little bit, but Spiros, why don't you give us like an elevator pitch on it? I think it's important and, and exactly like what you did, you know, it's a powerful for people to hear like, hey, the interest rates are at seven, eight, nine, ten 10%. And Spiros was able to take down 12 units with almost, you know, no money out of the pocket. So, you know, that, can you talk a little and bit about it? also
2: used his network. He used right. the White Feather network. A hundred percent of the buyers are White Feather buyers.
1: Yep. freaking awesome, man. That's that's fantastic.
0: Yeah. So the quick elevator pitch, right? And 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 really, it's it's kind of a pitch for listening and uh, and trying to achieve some common ground with the person you're trying to do business with. Mm-hmm. I drove by this particular property, new construction, many times on my way to and from my office, and uh, finally decided to make the call one day um, as I was preparing to start the accelerator. Decided to make the call one day, and I'm going to fast forward this very quickly. But came to find out that the seller was actually a Navy veteran in his uh, in his 80s, early 80s, and he and I um, met up, uh, which is not always a conventional thing to do. You know, when you're doing a real estate transaction, there'll be, you know, whether it's realtors or brokers, there's people that want to keep you two apart and they want to manage it. But um, but I said, hey, I'm a Navy veteran. You're a Navy veteran. I'd like to meet you. I'd like to meet you before we sit here and do business. Well. Long story short, I listened to his story and and what he's looking to get out of his investment in developing this community. And then I think about all the people, my peers in Whitefeather and what they're looking to get out and I thought, man, there's got to be a way for everybody to walk from, uh, walk away from the table here happy, right? And and the seller was offering seller financing publicly at a very, you know, modest uh, rate of you know three and a half four percent over thirty years and I thought man this guy's he knows what he's doing he's willing to play so long story is he wanted to create a lifelong legacy for his family through his family trust with a very stable revenue stream I wanted to get a great deal for my investors that would cash flow so he offered me three percent financing for thirty years you know we We get all of our spreadsheets out and you nerd out and you run the numbers and you're like, oh, that's really good, but it's not good enough you know and i had to sort of put my armor on get back in the fight and ask for two percent and and i gave a little bit on the on the price of each unit i said hey listen we're willing to pay a little bit more but really what makes this yes. deal great is the two percent because my investors at two percent over 30 years are paying more towards principal on day one your first payment than they are in interest and it and it just creates cash flow it creates security and not only that my investors got two things they get a brand new construction built like a tank with, with right near the water, a navigable body of water in the state of Florida, which is like, you know, it's three buzz, buzzwords in hot real estate. Yeah. They get that. And two, they get a super valuable financial instrument in this private loan, which the seller also said, Hey, um, I want your guys to be able to assign this loan to anybody they want in the future so they can continue to enjoy the fruits of this deal. So, in summary, two people come together, they have some common ground. They have a common goal. Real quick, um, fun fact: in the purchase and sale agreement that we generated together, the seller and and, and us, it actually states the the charter and the goal of White Feather Investments. Oh, wow, it That's says cool. it right in the purchase and sale agreement, and it says the buyer and the seller agree that they're coming together to make this financial this real estate deal happen for the purpose of helping military veterans pursue financial freedom. Oh, it says wow. it right so in the agreement. Man. That's awesome. Wow, so, I did so- not know that. Yeah. So what's the point of the story? The point of the story is sometimes you got to delay the ask. Sometimes you got to delay the punchline of your deal. And sometimes you got to delay the business part of it and just mm-hmm. sit down with people kind of like we're doing today, kind of like the purpose of the Freedom Fries Real Estate Podcast. We want to get to know the people behind the deals. We want to get to know the people behind the five-step process to a bird. You know, whatever it is, we want to get to know the people. And that was really the magic behind the the Elbow Creek deal was that um, took the time to get to know each other and realized, hey, I think we can get you what you want and we can get what we want and we can all walk away from from here really happy yeah and that's
2: and that's the case and like as of today i mean i just got a message from greg my ops officer yesterday uh and he was like we just closed three more of the spiro deals. you call them the elbow creek deals we call them spiros 12. so, <laughs> <laughs> so that's awesome. yeah, it's tremendous guys and like i couldn't couldn't possibly be prouder of you and that's not even that, like saying I'm proud of you sounds more condescending than it should be. I'm, I, I'm honored to yeah. be a part of, right? Because you're, you're a hero of mine. Like just the way that you approach business and life and the way that you approach your family, your boy, you know, Will, like making sure, like working with him and, and like, yeah. that's the dream. My kids are too small right now for that, but that is the dream. Yeah. It's like, yep, you for know, sure. work with your kids and, you know, that's I mean, a lot awesome. of people think about this and I know we're we're running short on time. Think yeah. about this, There's A lot of people in their late 40s, 50s, 60s, something like that. This is unfortunate, but they feel like the best part of their life is behind them. Yeah. And they're like, "Oh, retire or like cash it in or whatever this and that." That is the opposite of you. I, you have a great past, like you've been super successful in in a ton of different ways, right? Both Both financially and, and, you know, in life. But you are somebody who is joining us at Secret Knock and Prosperity Camp, not because, right, which is, we don't have time to talk about those, but they're very high level events. And those events are meant to take your life and to take your situation and supercharge it. So, like, you don't come to those events unless you're convinced that you have way more inside you left to give in the world. Right. And 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 that's so anyway, I just yeah, no, and I'll, that, tell you, that, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the
0: reason the reason this is working out for me is, you know, there's the old uh, show me who your five friends are and I'll mm-hmm. tell you who you are. I've always believed that and I've always been surrounded by very high quality people throughout my life. But but I will say and maybe this will resonate with some business owners out there. Um, when you own your own small business and you're at the top of the heap leadership, small business ownership, it's a lonely place. Yeah. It's a lonely yeah. place to spend yeah. 20 or 25 years towards becoming successful. And, I, and I'll tell you what I've found in this community. And, and it's, it's becoming more and more extended, right. With Secret Knock and Prosperity Camp and even, Mm -hmm. you know, Veterans for Financial Freedom, maybe I'll be involved in that someday, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's getting extended. But what I've found is I've found my people again. I've come back together with people. And this, this podcast is, is now sharing that, you know, over, over the internet with even more people. And we're hoping that, that all these communities will grow because like you said, buddy, someday, I think, I think the goal for all of us, right. Is someday. Will hit everybody. There won't be yeah. anybody yeah. that yeah. serves yeah. their country with honor, that serves their country with yeah. relentless purpose, that won't know how to use a VA loan, right? That's that, right. that won't yeah, realize of that record. holy that, grail
2: is program of record. Yeah, yep.
0: and 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 that that won't ever you know use that acronym no future outside i mean yeah, yeah. like we said it's it's funny it's funny yeah. for those of us that know but at the same time it's sad that anybody give their life to the pursuit of the freedom of everyone around them Mm-hmm. And then and then, once they step out and say, okay, now it's time for for me to kind of live the American dream for me and my family, they don't know where to go or they don't get the yeah. support or worst case scenario. And I know this happens. They get somehow discriminated against because of who yeah. they are and where they came yeah. from. And to me, if we can all work together, man, to make sure that None of our brothers and sisters in arms ever get left behind. That's man. That's a big Absolutely. success. Yeah. No. That's that's, the, that's the dream.
1: Hey, uh, Spiros. I just before we let Buddy go and give him the final word, I want to just to close the the loop on your deal that you were discussing for the listeners. I, I think yep. this is super. This is powerful here, man. Just for everybody listening, tell everybody what your total purchase price was on this property, seller financing, and how much money you came out of pocket to make this uh, transaction happen.
0: Yeah. So um, as I was telling you, you know, I built a relationship with um, with the seller uh, because we're both military veterans. Uh, he had 12 brand new construction townhomes uh, very near the waterfront um, of Elbow Creek in Melbourne, Florida. Um, he was asking uh, about $450,000 a piece for those. And by the way, there were 14 identical units on the waterfront that all sold between five hundred dollars and $600,000. So the ones I was looking at were set back just a little bit. So I made him an offer. Um, that was, uh, $405,000. And I asked him for the 2% financing for 30 years on a loan, a private loan that was fully assignable for all of my, uh, investors. And he agreed. So, what my investors brought to the party, it was a little bit of a, a, a sharp deal from the, from the money point of view because everybody had to bring a 30% down payment and, and also an assignment fee. Uh, for me and White Feather, because we kind of you know sure. we brought the deal together, right? So that ended up being about a hundred and forty thousand dollars out of pocket for each of the investors, and that is going to net them about a five to six hundred dollar a month, you know, net cash flow on this investment, and that's after we you know took into account property management and insurance and um, all that kind of stuff, right? So it's really going to net them about five or six hundred bucks a month, and. The the most magical part of the deal for me is instead of taking my assignment fee or you know my pat on the back money for putting this all together, instead of taking it in the form of cash, I worked it out with the, the seller that I would get one of the twelve units for myself with no down payment essentially. So, oh my
1: goodness, man! Um, that you can't make that you know, that that is that is the power of real estate right there. Yep.
0: Yep. Yep. So, Spirit, so,
1: what was the t- what was the what's the total number on all units?
0: Yeah. So, four point eight six million dollars with was the deal in total. Four point eight six million.
1: Yep. And you create you put this into a package. How much money did you spend
0: out of your pocket to get this deal going? Yeah. Zero.
1: Zero dollars, and you're walking away with one of the units yourself. Yep. With with no money.
0: Yep. And that unit appraises for four hundred and sixty five thousand dollars.
1: I hope everybody listening is following along on that. Sparrows p- closed a $4.86 8, 4. yep. million dollar deal with $0, and he got a unit. I mean, if you if you say there's not an opportunity for you out there, this should stop you right there people want to reach out to you, buddy, or learn more about White Feather Investment or learn uh, about what you're doing in the community and different events you have going on? What's the easiest way for people to you know, get that information?
2: Yeah. I mean, for, for people that uh, are on Instagram, just type in Buddy Rushing. And if I've done my job right, it, I should be the first one that pops <laughs> up. It's the one with the check mark. Um, uh, and then you can go to veteransforfinancialfreedom.com or org. Um, you go to whitefeatherinvestments.com. You can find me on Facebook. You can, <laughs>
0: I mean, reach okay. out to
2: you guys. Actually, yeah, no, we definitely. Send you guys an email if they really they got want. You. Right? We'll yeah, make sure so we sure put like.
0: all that
1: stuff in our show notes, and we'll if anybody hits us up, we'll direct them to the uh, the appropriate places. And uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's too easy. And buddy, listen, we can't thank you enough, man. We definitely want to have you back on the show, and you know, as our fearless leader, we appreciate you kind of leading the way for us and and, and putting I us in it. a in a room love together. What you guys so. are doing
2: man. Yeah, Anytime. Man. I, I, the <laughs> answer, you know, will always be yes.
1: Appreciate it, brother. Thanks so much. See you, you,
2: guys.
0: Thanks for tuning in to the Freedom Fries podcast. Join Mike and Spiros next time as they bring more real talk about real estate investing highs and lows. Freedom Fries is focused real estate investing for epic success.